This is Craig and Rainbow Radio back again this weekend. Um, and a first thing I got to say off the top, I did have some guests scheduled and for uh, some unforeseen uh, publicist reasons beyond my control, apparently we're uh, solo today with Craig. So you'll just have to hang in there until we get some dynamic, interesting and uh, enthusiastic, well-heeled, I don't know, all these things, uh, all these uh labels i want to give our next guest whomever it might be anyway so here here we are in laguna beach it was a 58 degrees on the way in this morning and the weather where's the weather the weather is uh not in my hand here it was 58 and it's supposed to be 68 degrees cloudy mostly cloudy and then the week is really a mixed bag of everything so that's the weather report as i see it today I may have more more information on that. Um, first, I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson of Compass Realty and Chris Tibbet of Compass Realty. We had a meeting this week with Laguna Beach Heritage and Culture, which was um, well attended with the city police department, a few other people. Uh, it's always an interesting thing. Once a month, we do that. Uh, uh, Chris and I started this organization probably, just so you know, uh, probably going on three years now and it's just a, a loosely held uh, gathering where we talk about everything in the lgbtq arena as far as laguna beach and the immediate area is concerned and and it brings together a lot of wonderful people and a lot of great ideas um for the local community i think the latest one was uh the aids memorial garden if you're not familiar with that there is a Memorial Garden that um, during, <clears throat> if you're a youngster and you're not familiar with what happened in the 80s and into the 90s and is still a prominent concern today, and that's the AIDS virus. Well, many, sadly, we lost many wonderful people in that era. And uh, as uh, a tribute to those people, their ashes were often scattered in this little uh, garden that became the memorial garden at the end of mountain in laguna beach and right now if you go to facebook it's um aids memorial garden and uh the, there is uh, an explanation more detail about how this uh space has kind of evolved there are uh benches and little uh, memorials in the in the small space and it's uh, maintained by the city um, so uh, there, we're, we're, I'm trying to push to get it officially recognized as a memorial garden with the city. And um, 
So we're going to reach out and see, but it would be nice to see if the community felt the same. It's not just a one-man show. <laughs> so if you do feel the same, uh, go to, please go to Facebook and leave a comment there. I would dearly appreciate it. Um, again, on Facebook, it is AIDS Memorial Garden. Just say, search AIDS Memorial Garden Laguna Beach, and it'll pop up. There's some great photographs there, and recently... A bench was donated in a memorial to uh, a local person who um, passed. And so it's always nice to recognize those things. Um, us, the living. Okay. <laughs> what can I say? All right. Let's, um, I usually step right into on this day in history. So let's not let this be any exception this morning. I've had my coffee and, you know, I'm ready to go. So... <laughs> Let's start it out here. Um, today is October 23rd. Oh, my gosh. So is it next weekend? It's Halloween. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. Uh, and it's winter. And I got shorts on. <laughs> no, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> you know, we live in Laguna Beach, and we are very blessed with mild weather year round. I mean, we think it's cold when it's in the fifties, not in the twenties, <laughs> never gets to the twenties. All right. October 26th on this day in history, after a series of demonstrations, uh, this was the first, um, this was the first East coast homophobic organizations, echo white house picket picket demonstrators felt that the event, uh, that picketing the white house had, uh, lost its effectiveness uh, as a tactic. So obviously they went to new tactics of echo, um, which is uh, on this day in history. That was in 1965. So those smaller organizations that grassroots were were sprouting up everywhere. And so moving on to October, that was all the news for September 23rd. I mean, September for October. So October 24th uh, at, at um, in 1977, and I will admit to remembering that year. <laughs> anyway, eight men are ooh, are killed and six injured in a fire in a gay porn theater in Washington, D.C. The only emergency exit was padlocked, and there were no fire sprinklers in the building. That's lovely news. In 1981, the first National Conference on Lesbian Gay Aging was held. Where? In lovely California. Yes, we love California. In 1990... The Smithsonian accepts a small donation of a gay and lesbian of gay and lesbian artifacts for inclusion in the National Museum of History. But wait, the collection is stored in a non-public area for the time being. Now, maybe we should write the Smithsonian say and ask if they've removed it out of the non-public area and put it in the public area. Please, someone do that. That was 1990. That's recent history in my book. In 2002. Harry Hay, leader of the early gay rights movement in the United States, co-founder of the Medicine Society, and the Radical Fairies, dies at the age of 90. Boy, he did so much. If you're uh, a 19-year-old and wondering about the gay history, look up Harry Hay. He was a pioneer. He made this world a better place for all of us. And I mean straight, gay, bi, transgender, whatever, for everyone, whether they know it or not. So moving on to October 25th in 17, Joe, my friend Joe, he remembers 1783, I'm sure. 
in the West, uh, in West Point, New York, Deborah Sampson is honorably discharged from the Massachusetts Regiment. Wounded in one of several battles in which, as she fought, Simpson had escaped discovery uh, for almost a year and a half until falling sick with a fever. One of the earliest American examples of a passing woman. <laughs> Samson formed several, attachment, um, several attachments with women while dressed as a man. She later um, marries and receives an honor honorary uh, pension. <clears throat> in in 1982, um, Northern Ireland repeals its sodomy laws. <clears throat> Probably they were colonial era uh, enforced by the, the uh, by the Church of uh, England. <clears throat> we can only assume. In 1985, against Mayor Ed Koch's recommendations, New York State urges local New York City health officials to paddle out gay baths and sex clubs. And this was a pretty bad time in the world history for LGBTQ. A month later, the mine shaft is shuttered, followed by Plato's uh, retreat, a straight swingers club. In 2006, the New Jersey Supreme Court rules in a 4-3 to three decision that the state constitution guarantees same-sex couples all the legal benefits of marriage, yes, and does not explicitly legalize same-sex marriage in the state. Oh, but, hmm, there's always a but in there. Uh, <clears throat> in 2011, the Supreme Court, uh, um, this, the Supreme Federal Court of Brazil ruled in favor of two women seeking the legal a legal civil marriage, it found that sexual orientation should not serve as a pretext for excluding families from legal protection that marriage represents. That's in Brazil in 2011. Hmm. Hmm. wonder what's going on down there now. Uh, moving on to September 26th on this day in history, a planned college production of The Normal Heart, it's in 1989, provides a uh, provokes protest and violence in Springfield, Missouri. If you've never been to Springfield, Missouri, I have many times. I'm, I don't ask why, but I have. <laughs> it's considered the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yes. So what happened there? However, that's how they put the normal heart on, which is a, has gay characters and has a gay theme. Uh, they protested. However, all eight performances were sold out in four hours. Hmm. Well, it's like they said of Liberace, it's generally, by the critics, it's generally considered that he was not a uh, classically trained pianist and a skillful pianist and not, and generally shunned and uh, by the music critics of the day as, you know, Liberace. <laughs> and one commentator says, yes, they were, sh he was shunned and criticized. However, <laughs> the only people that didn't know that was the multitudes of people who bought his records. <laughs> I find that, I don't know, I find that so much that they want to criticize him, but, you know, in spite of their criticisms, <laughs> he, uh, he did extremely well. So we'll give Liberace that. If you don't know who Liberace is, look it up in the history books. He was a very, very flamboyant piano player and had a candle opera on his piano. 
that was his signature, the Liberace. And um, yeah, there was a movie with uh, Matt Damon and uh, what's his face? Uh, as uh, Under the Candelabra, I think it's called, or Beneath or Under, I'm not sure. Anyway, you can watch it. Um, it's a great movie. It's, it's uh, well, they won uh, Matt Damon, and who was the, uh... now someone will have to text me. My brain has is, is decided not to let me know, remember what it is. So moving on to October 27th on this day in history, in 1970, to protest the September 1970 Harper's cover story entitled The Struggle for Sexual Identity, in which editor Joseph Epstein had lamented homosexuals as an affront to our rationality and homosexuality as a anthems, as anthems. So anthems, I would, that word I was not familiar with. So he attributes to homosexuality as they are anthems. So I looked it up. A person or thing being accused or consigned to damnation or destruction, a formal uh, curse involving extracommunication, and in pre in preaching of divine punishment, any impression impression of divine punishment. Isn't that lovely? So that's what um, Joseph uh, Epstein said that um, we should be. Well, all those horrible things. Uh, Columbia graduate student Pete Fisher stages a sit-in for the magazine, uh, magazine's Park Avenue offices, with 40 other gay activists. Uh, although the, the sit-in does not edit, elicit official response from the magazine, it leads to GAA's national television debut as, uh, and has an uh, enormous impact on future media coverage of lesbian and gay issues. So I wouldn't think Harper's would be so conservative, but I wonder if it's still around. I, I have to go to the newsstand here in Laguna Beach and talk to um, uh, the proprietor and find out. It must be a magazine. <laughs> if it's there, it'll be on the magazine rack. In 1990, after 38 years on the books, a federal law prohibiting gay and lesbian foreigners from entering the U.S. is repealed by Congress. 1990, that's a few years ago. In 1992, the Federal Court of, of uh, Canada orders the Canadian military to stop discriminating against gays. Hmm. And in 1992, Alan R. Schindler, Jr., an American uh, radio man, petty officer, third class in the United States Navy is brutally murdered for being gay. He was killed in a public toilet in Sasebo, Nagasaki, Japan, by shipmate Terry M. Helvey, who acted with the aid of an accomplice, Charles Vins. The ensuing murder case becomes synonymous with the gays in the military uh, debate that had um, been brewing in the United States culminating with the don't ask, don't tell. That was a dark time, uh, 92. So we've come past that quite a distance, hopefully forever. In 1999, the fourth court of appeals in San Antonio, Texas, rules that Littleton versus Prang, a post-operative transgender woman, remains legally male, and therefore her marriage to a biological male is invalid. In San Antonio, 
that would be Texas. Hmm. I'm not drawing judgment. Texas is a big state. It's like a country, kind of like California. In uh, 1999, the government of the Canadian province of Ontario charges oh, changes 67 laws to give same-sex couples the same rights as married couples. So, same-sex couples, but I guess they're not married. Just same-sex couples. Hmm. Well, if they got married, then they wouldn't have to have those special... Uh, Get married. In 2008, statistics from the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation show that 16.7% of the hate crimes committed in the country in 2002, that's old history, were due to bias against the victim's perceived sexual orientation and the highest rate in 12 years the federal records have been kept. That's 2003. I'd like, to, I'd like an update. <laughs> Please provide me with an update. In 2000, uh, 2008, in on October 28th in LGBTQ history, we're moving right along. And this is the last, this will be next Friday, in case you get up and wonder what happened on Friday, the 28th of October. This is what happened. In 1824, oh, this is really the Marquis de Castine. Marquis de Castine is beaten and left for dead after propositioning a male soldier in St. Denis. Dennis. The scandal forces him out of the closet, but he recovers and lives the rest of his life as an open sodomite with his partner, Edward S. St. Bars Barbie. Castine uh, maintains a success, successful social life in Paris. I looked him up, and he's quite a character, and he suffered greatly because... Uh, it was illegal and all sorts of horrible, but he was a, a major, um, I guess, social figure uh, from a royal family and uh, was very, uh, the, the news of him pro propositioning a military person and being oh, harmed in such, so, so severely was quite scandalous at the moment, <laughs> as it should be. Because uh, so, this is 1824, folks. You know, that's even before me <laughs> and Joe and a few other people I know. All right, moving right along in 1970, uh, Kate Millard becomes one of the first leaders in the growing women's movement to acknowledge that lesbianism, her lesbianism, when she comes out as a bisexual on Daughters of Billets meeting in New York City. In 1981, Love, Sydney, a sitcom starring Tony Rantan, and this is so twisted, <laughs> as a middle-aged gay man living with an unwed mother and her daughter, premieres on NBC. Though gay in the made-for-TV movie on which the series uh, is based, as well as the plot, creators and even star Randall deny the character's homosexuality in subsequent interviews. Apparently, the... <laughs> They had to cleanse it, you know. Um, that's 81. You'd think, you'd think, uh, well, that's long before Ellen came out and changed the world. In 1998 in Canada, Glenn Murray is selected as mayor of Winnipeg, Manitoba. He's the first openly gay man to be elected mayor of a major North American city. How about that? Although we did have a gay mayor here in um in Laguna Beach, it seems, before 1998. Boy, I need to correct that. 
it says in North America. Well, Laguna Beach is part of North America, last I heard, and we did have a gay mayor. And I've actually met him. Uh, nice guy. He lives in Hawaii now, I believe. Uh, in 2009, United States President Barack Obama signs the Matthew Shepard Act, which expands federal hate crime laws to include crimes motivated by the victim's actual or perceived gender, gender so, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. Uh, the first uh, U.S. federal law to extend legal protections to transgender persons. That's in 2009. So we should celebrate that. Oh, I lied. <laughs> that was Thursday of next week. Now we're on to Friday of uh, next week, which would be yesterday, which is the seven days, okay? In, uh, on October 29th in LGBTQ history, in 2003, the Human Rights Campaign, also known as HRC, study shows 60% of American adoption agencies accept applications from gay and lesbian couples, and 40% claim to have placed children in homes headed by same-sex couples. I hope that's gone up. I, I don't, I've, I've, I've preached about this several times. You're probably, some of you are probably tired of hearing it, but you know, I, I feel when gay couples decide like Pete Buttigieg and, Ch and Chaston, I can't think of his last name, but his husband, the secretary of transportation, Pete Buttigieg, they had two kids and, uh, they decided to do that. You know, I, I think, uh, they no disrespect to heterosexual sex, but all too frequently children are um, the result of an accident or thinking it couldn't happen to them and, and they've got a child and they become a family. And uh, I do think that when a gay couples decides, couples decide to have a family, it's planned a bit more. After all, it can't be an accident. And um, I do think that a home, even with two same-sex parents, uh, is no different than the quantity of love and caring that's expressed than any other home. And that's the important criteria to me. Anyway, I, I go on. lesbian. <laughs> okay. Um, and the last item for October 29th on this day in history goes to Germany. It expands the rights of same-sex couples. This is in 2004 allowing registered domestic partners to adopt each other's children in Germany. Imagine that. So I decided that I would feature three musical artists on my program today. One I featured last week, but, um, you know, you can't feature them all. The first one I'm going to feature is Adele. I do have her studio recording and it, it should be clean without any background noise. And a little story about Adele. Hold on. Um, last week, I reported that when I came in, I said, oh, you know, she's got a new uh, song out. And um, take it easy on me. And, <laughs> or easy on me. And uh, I was surprised when I went to bed on Friday night last week that she had 44 or 42 million 
views, and she had just released it like the day before. So when I got up the next morning, it was 46, I believe. And as of last night, it's 102 million. Apparently, there's a lot of people out there that have suffered through a separation and can relate to the message in her video, which is a wonderful video. She she packs her trailer up and puts it, attaches it to her car, and she's running down the road. Uh, sheet music is flying out the off the trailer, and uh, it's the mu- the music is the message, obviously the metaphor, and. Uh, so it's a great video to watch, and she's so attractive in in the video. I I you know I've become quite a fan. So this is her song, uh, 102 million million hits on Adele.
Miss Adele. <laughs> uh, the words in that, I love it. It's, I was just a child and I had no time to choose, she felt, in the relationship. So I do think that, um, you know, hindsight's very clear. And that's kind of what she's saying uh, about her relationship. And she has been interviewed saying, yeah, that's about my breakup. That's a breakup song. It definitely <laughs> a breakup song. So, yeah, I find, I find that very um, touching to the heart. Yes, that's a good way to put it, touching to the heart. Uh, now, next up, I have a group, a Korean group called BTS. And the reason I, I, I thought, well, I'm going to find out, you know, groups that are kind of gay or people that are kind of gay. So I kind of have LGBTQ, whatever. And BTS, while they claim that they're, you know, not necessarily gay, <laughs> they have in their videos uh, shown some affection, male-on-male uh, -male affection. And uh, it's generally perceived that they are, or at least some of them are, and that in uh, Korea, that uh, the the band band Bang Tan Boys, as they're known in South Korea, uh, LGBTQ uh, is not exactly uh, well accepted. So um, I suppose they're trying to be very cautious, but they have a new song. What's the name of it? Butter, you know, like Julia Child. I love butter. Butter, butter, butter. Give me more butter. I don't think that's what it's about, but I did have to go find the radio edit of the song. Um, and the reason when I looked at to see the popularity on the Billboard Hot 100, I, five, now he, they beat Adele, okay, which I found phenomenal, Adele, Adele. But they're 590,379,582 hits as of yesterday evening. 590 million. You know, we probably could spend a whole radio program on discussing how music has been affected by the internet and that uh, we don't have well, eight track or cassette or CDs uh, uh, anymore. Um, we have all digital music or, and, you know, I, I myself, I'm having a hard time tossing out all my CDs because it cost a lot of money at the time. But, you know, all that music's available on uh, digitally, wherever you want to get it, uh, wherever you are, on your phone, uh, it's omnipresent. So it's really changed. And I, right now there's a whole generation that uh, certainly never heard of the 12-inch uh, records that we used in 33 and a third RPM or 45 RPM was another format. Um, there it's all digital. Uh, and well, and who, who doesn't remember the Walkman, the Sony Walkman, which was a cassette player. And they didn't adopt the new, uh, format of digital music. But anyway, I digress. It's, it's really come a long ways. So if someone get 500 and 90 million hits. How does Billboard, you know, in the old school, it was record sales. Well, as record sales transformed into uh, hits on uh, YouTube, I don't know. And how do they calculate it? And how do they, you know, it's, they get their money through people who subscribe to uh, Spotify and um, Pandora and any of those other streaming services. 
and the streaming services track how long you listen to a particular song and then they calculate the royalties that go to that artist. That's how it works these days, uh, which is a lot different than selling records. And every time a record gets sold, they had to pay royalties in a, and um, so it's, I don't know why I'm going on about that, but it, it, it has just changed uh, a lot. So BTS, uh, the band Tang Boys uh, from Korea, 590 million. Gosh, wish I got one penny for each one <laughs> of their of their hits. Let's see if we can't get this up next. And then I have one more artist after this one. Uh, K-pop, as they're known as Korean pop artists, BTS, as they say, without any further ado, let's get started with Little Nas and Industry Baby. 
Check, check it, it's uh, Baby, bet, ay, cover X, ay, cover panties on your That's Little Nas. Um, uh, just so everyone knows, those are all radio edited. And the lyrics in it are, are, are interesting. Again, I could probably have a whole show on what Little Nas just said in his, in that uh, song. And and also to watch the video on YouTube if you get a chance. It's, that's great. So that is my uh, three featured musical artists this morning. A new feature on Rainbow Radio here in Laguna Beach, KXFM 104.7, Craig and Rainbow Radio. And I, uh, at this point, I just have, uh, oh, about uh, 10 more minutes. So I'm going to get on with some news items here that uh, are, are worthy of, of discussion. And uh, I do see <laughs> that uh, Ida May, or Ace, a.k.a. Cindy, is, uh, is, is here and getting ready for her show at uh, 10 o'clock. So that's cool. All right, Pete Buttigieg, you know, he's our Secretary of um, Transportation. And he recently, uh, him and his husband, uh, were blessed with two children. And uh, there's, I'll just read the article. It says, Pete Buttigieg hits back at Fox News host's criticism of his paternity leave. Oh, my. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg who's been on paternity leave since mid-August with newborn twins, called right-wing attacks on his paternity leave strange. And from a side of the aisle that used to claim that, this is him quoting the criticism, a side of the aisle that used to claim the mantle of being pro-family, Buttigieg, who is gay, was the subject of criticism from Fox News host Tucker Carlson, on Thursday, who uh, belittled the secretary's paternity leave while making homophobic comments and criticizing the administration for uh, supply chain woes. In his case, I guess he just doesn't understand the concept of bottle feeding, let alone the concept of paternity leave, Buttigieg said of Carlson on MSNBC. What we have right now is an administration that is actually pro-family, said Buttigieg who adopted newborn twins with his husband, Chasten. I am blessed to experience that as an employee being able to leave, I'll have the flexibility to take care of our newborn children, which is, by the way, work. It's a joyful work. It's wonderful work, but it's definitely work. Buttigieg added that the, added, the comments came after an attack on uh, by Carlson on his show. Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August for adopting a child. 
Tucker Carlson said on his Fox News audience on Thursday, paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how uh, to breastfeed. No word on how that went. Oh. In fact, Fox News provides paternity leave, and Carlson's colleagues of um, page two here have uh, previously praised the company uh, <laughs> six weeks of paid leave on air. Uh, they give uh, six weeks as uh, as dads for paternity, and I'm taking that six weeks, Fox and Friends co-host Todd Pyro told his viewers in March. According to the left-leaning research center, Media Matters for America, I can't wait to bond with my little one. Similarly, Fox host Jesse Walt Waters said he was pro-paternity after taking six weeks following the birth of his third child. So... I don't know. There's a lot of art. <laughs> anyway, I'm just glad Pete is there as Secretary of Transportation. Uh, there's some... Um, this is interesting. Um, I got news all over the country today, but this is Australia. Moves closer to... This is... Uh, work. They're working on it. They're trying to make it better. Australia moves closer to ending harmful intersex surgeries. A lot can be said about the Australian Human Rights Commission issued a report today analyzing the persistent practice of medically unnecessary non-consensual surgeries on children born with variations in their sex characteristics. The commission urged authorities to protect children's rights to informed consent and to legally re regulate the operations around the world since 1950, people born with variations in their sexual in their sex characteristics, sometimes called intersex, have been subject to harmful, medically unnecessary, normalizing in quote surgeries. Surgeries popularized uh, those cosmetic surgeries on infants to remove gonads, reduce the size of the clitoris, and to increase the size of the vagina. So. While their intentions may have been well, I think it's um, disturbing to mess with nature uh, that young of an age. I know um, part of that process, too, is also assigning, uh, if they're intersex, assigning male or female uh, to that person. And there's been some tragic events in that where the assignment was not appropriate and and disturbing, and you can read all about us. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, here we have in India. This is interesting. <laughs> they're doing the right thing, and uh, they're making progress. So medical institutions in India uh, should not teach from books that contain content that discriminates against LGBTQ plus people. How about that? The International Medical Commission has said the NMC, as it's known, India's regulatory body for medical education and practice, published an advisory that medical education should not be taught in a way that is, is perceived to be derogatory, discriminatory, or insulting to the LGBTQ plus community. The commission also said that medical institutions should not approve textbooks until they are amended to remove all discriminatory uh, discriminatory discriminatory content 
after noting that some contain derogatory comments and unscientific information about virginity. In 2018, the Indian Psychiatric Society said that homosexuality is not a disease, but a normal variant of sexuality. Two months later, the Indian decriminalized same-sex relations. Um, India, I think they have 1.2 billion is their population. It's a lot. And um, they recently stepped away from the colonialism from the UK that proliferated the world on so many levels. And the Church of England, I believe, maybe I can be more educated on that, but um, they decided that uh, uh, same-sex relate uh, sex, same-sex sex, um, is should not be illegal. And so, while India has uh, a, a big cultural, uh, I guess, attitude that is very difficult to assail and and, and make it okay it's progress and more um lgbtq people are feeling more free about uh being more honest with themselves and so india i just think is going through a huge transformation uh and it's but i thought it would take generation after generation to change those attitudes but it, it appears that it's happening faster than even i thought it would um now here's another if you're following uh, in Hungary, Hungary has become very uh, anti-gay, and they have some very conservative um, organizations uh, and attitudes. Here's another one. The AP interview, Hungary committed <clears throat> to uh, its to continuous LGBTQ law. The right-wing populist government in Hungary is attracting conservative thinkers from the United States who admire its approaches to immig immigration, LGBTQ issues, and national sovereignty, all matters that have put the country at odds with the European partners who see it as a conservative haven, but a worrying erosion of democratic institutions on multiple fronts. Hungary's top diplomatic diplomat has a few things to say about in an interview Thursday, the Associated Press on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly's meeting of world leaders. <clears throat> Foreign Minister Peter uh, Zilaharo, Alharto, <coughs> I choked on that one, said his country would not secede grounds on policies that have caused the European Union to impose financial penalties and start legal proceedings against it over the violation of the bloc's values. So the block, let me explain that they uh, been they they have anti-gay zones, uh, zone or gay-free zones, and laws and many things going through Hungary that make uh, LGBTQ being L in the country being LGBTQ in the country very difficult, and they're standing their ground with it, even though other European the uh, countries are imposing sanctions against them for their. Well, I could say heinous attitudes. I, that's what I think they are. And so they're they're trying to change it, other countries, because they feel that it is on the wrong, will be on the wrong side of history, and it's the right thing to do. However, um, along comes MTV. This is interesting. MTV vows to use uh, their music awards to speak out against Hungary's anti-lesbian laws, uh, LGBTQ laws. Uh, the MDV Europe Music Awards will be held November 14th in Hungary. 
uh, so I guess it was held. Yeah. The network said, uh, no, no, it's next month. This is October. No, yeah. Well, it said uh, Tuesday, reaffirming and defending the location despite the country's recent passage of legislation widely condemned as anti-LGBTQ. The ceremony is an opportunity to make a stand for gay and trans civil rights worldwide in the Central European nation that has moved to curtail them, said Chris McCarthy, president and CEO of MTV Entertainment Group Worldwide. We're looking forward to using the event to amplify the uh, voices and stand in solidarity with our LGBTQ siblings. McCarthy said in an interview with the Associated Press, no government censorship of the telecast will be tolerated, McCarthy said. So we'll see how that plays out in November. Uh, what was the date on that? November 14th, MTV Awards in Hungary. Woo! <laughs> Listen, I got to wrap my show up here and let Ada May get in here and get set up and do her her thing. So I'm going to take it out with a lovely song. And thanks for tuning in for Rainbow Radio this week. I hope you found it entertaining. And I hope that you stop back again next Saturday, whether I have a guest or not. Believe me, I will make it as entertaining as possible. <laughs> okay. Again, have a great weekend, a great Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. It's just the start of the weekend, isn't it? Let's see. Because you know I'm all about that. This goes out to Brian Rodriguez. I'm all about that base, no trouble. 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 Yeah, it's pretty good.